Hello, everyone. This is Mo, and welcome to the Mold Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about a binder that my family has been using for several years now, and it's been one of the most effective supplements that we've taken as part of our mold and detox protocols. So this supplement, the substance, is called activated charcoal, also known as activated carbon or AC. And as I would mentioned, this is a secret weapon that my family has taken and I used to help heal my son who was very sick from mold toxicity. A lot of this information comes from an article that I had written in 2016 and I'll share that in the link to this podcast and also on my YouTube channel. That way you can look into it. And of course, everything that I say is also backed by science. So I've discovered, you know, over the course of my extensive research and my own personal experience that it is simply one of the best natural filters, binders, and detoxifying agents known to humankind. And please keep in mind that I, our family saw a shoemaker doctor, Dr. McMahon, in New Mexico. We lived in, actually, Albuquerque for three years, and we went to go see him. We were prescribed chloramisterine, CSM. And we used that for some time, but had found that my son had reactions to it. It wasn't working as we thought it would. And I've always been someone more inclined to go towards natural type of supplements, vitamins, minerals, as opposed to man-made drugs and prescriptions, which always seem to have some type of side effect. And I've found that CSM... It works for a lot of people, and some people it don't, and they also have side effects from it. So that's why I looked for another binder, and activated charcoal became my go-to binder and supplement to help, you know, clean my body, my son, and my family, and we still actually use it to this day. So activated charcoal can help get rid of the body of almost all unwanted toxins, including mold mycotoxins and other harmful gases. So in this podcast, I'm going to share with you some of the science behind this black alchemical gold. Many experts also claim that activated charcoal is an anti-aging formula and helps various medical conditions such as asthma, blood disorders, bronchial asthma, deodorant, disease diagnosis, inflammatory skin conditions, diarrhea, um, bloating, gas, irritable bowel syndrome, liver disorders, metabolic disorders, ulcerative colitis, Lyme disease, and toxic mold illness. It is given with great success to farm animals who eat mold and mycotoxin-contaminated food to offset the toxic effects of the mold. So farm animals are well known to get hay and different types of foods that are left outside and they're susceptible to mold And many studies have been proven, and a lot of this science actually comes from animals. So the studies that have went into the farm animals have shown that it greatly extends their lifespan by approximately 50% and their maximum lifespan by approximately 34% compared with other animals who eat moldy food but do not consume activated charcoal. So right there, that's huge, is it extends their lifespan by approximately 50% and their maximum lifespan by approximately 34% when compared to other animals 
who eat the same food but do not get activated charcoal. I mean, that's huge. It's also effective in blood purification for removal of various circulating toxic materials and waste metabolites directly. Activated charcoal binds its positively charged molecular surfaces with negatively charged molecular surfaces of toxins in the blood and the digestive system. That was found in a, a study in 1967, which I have a link to um, in this article and, of course, at the bottom of this podcast. If you go to moldsafesolutions.com and you go to the search box and put charcoal, you'll, you'll find the article. This is why it's given uh, by medical professionals for people in uh, emergency treatment type of situations, um, certain kinds of poisoning, such as when people have overdosed on drugs or have swallowed a poison, and even alcohol poisoning. The first thing that the emergency room doctor is going to give you is going to be activated charcoal. It's not going to be CSM. It's not going to be clay. It's going to be activated charcoal, and that goes about for anything any type of poison that you take um, and, and ingest, they're going to give you some type of uh, activated charcoal to help pull those toxins, those poisons from your GI tract, your stomach. Activated charcoal helps prevent the poison from being absorbed from the stomach into the body. Okay, this is important. When mold starts growing in your GI tract and your stomachs, it, it releases poisons and you have those same mycotoxins. It's almost as if you have... You know, you need mold remediation in your stomach, right? So you're going to want to take that activated charcoal to help prevent those poisons from being reabsorbed by the stomach. So it's very effective in this manner and has saved countless lives. The FDA rates it in the universal antidote category one. Okay, the FDA rates it as a universal antidote, meaning it's a universal uh global antidote for these poisons and for these toxins and it's a category one which means it's safe and effective okay it's also used for commercial and industrial firms to remove impurities from water air gas food beverages medicines and of course air filters purifiers gas masks respirators and use for many other applications so they're not using CSM, they're not using clay, they're using actually activated charcoal to remove impurities from the air, from the water, uh, that filter that you have to help clean the air spores, the mold spores from your air, it's activated carbon, activated charcoal, that's what it's made of. So it's used for all of these different applications. Activated charcoal is called an adsorbing agent. Okay, I put emphasis on adsorbing. It's not absorbing, it's adsorbing. It does not absorb chemicals and toxin, toxins, it adsorbs them, which means it deactivates the harmful substance by creating a film of the adsorbate on the surface of the adsorbent, which makes it biologically inactive. That's huge, guys. So these studies have found that it doesn't absorb, it adsorbs. All right, it puts a film around the surface of the adsorbent, which makes it biologically inactive. It does this because charcoal has millions of tiny pores that can capture, bind, and activate and remove up to 100 times the charcoal's weight and toxins, which it then carries safely out of the body through the digestive system. One teaspoon, 
One teaspoonful of it on its surface has an area of more than 10,000 square feet, which allows it to absorb large amounts of chemicals, toxins, or poisons from your GI tract. Dr. Al Sears, an integrative medicine practitioner and founder of the Center of Health and Wellness, says activated charcoal is so potent that one gram of it, an amount the size of your fingernail, can absorb enough toxins to fill the square footage of four tennis courts. Okay. That one gram the size of your fingernail can absorb enough toxins to fill the square footage of four tennis courts. The science has been known for thousands of years, guys. This science has been known back as early as 1500 BC. The ancient Egyptians documented several kinds of charcoal for various therapeutic uses, such as putrefying wounds to remove odors. So when they would have some type of cut and it was infected, you know, and it was smelling, they would put charcoal on it and that would help remove some of the odors and the pus and so forth and for problems in the gastric intestinal tract. So they were using it in 1500 BC, we're talking what, 35, over 3,500 years ago for clearing the GI tract. The Egyptians also used charcoal as a topical antidote to poisoning. Um, the ancient Hindus filtered their water with charcoal. Okay, so we can go back in time, back to the father of medicine, the Greek physician Hippocrates recommended it for medical use as early as 400 BC for the relief <clears throat> of dizziness, epilepsy, chlorosis, anthrax, and that pregnant women eat clay and charcoal to help remove the toxins from when they have a baby. The students of Hippocrates recommended the dusting of wounds with charcoal to remove their unpleasant smell. Native Americans used charcoal for abdominal gas pain hundreds of years before the arrival of the Europeans and the Americas. True activated charcoal was not invented until the beginning of the last century, and activated carbon derived from coconuts was used in gas mask filters in the First World War. So what is activated charcoal made of? What is AC made of? Activated charcoal is charcoal that has been treated with oxygen to open up millions of tiny pores between the carbon atoms. Common charcoal is made from peat, coal, wood, coconut shells, or petroleum. Activated charcoal is similar to common, char common charcoal, but it is, main. it is made especially for the use of medicine. Okay, so that's the difference. You, you don't want to go get some charcoal from the store that you use for cooking and then break that down and drink that. You know, you, you might see some benefits, but the difference with activated charcoal is that it's been treated with oxygen to open up millions of tiny pores between the carbon atoms. So it's essentially oxygen-infused carbon, all right? And these pores help activated charcoal trap chemicals, okay? So that's the definition of activated charcoal. So when we get into the science, ion exchange is defined as a reversible chemical reaction between a solid and an aqueous solution that allows the interchange of ions. So coal is a natural ion exchanger. Ion exchange can be enhanced by chemical activation. So what they did is they, they learned this and then they started infusing it with oxygen, which became activated. It is now activated, chemically activated. 
Carbon surfaces have both negative or positive charges to attract free ions in solution or suspension, depending on how they are treated. Treatment of carbon with a base increases the capacity of the carbon to exchange anions. And acidulation of the surface makes carbon a more powerful cation exchanger. All right, some of these words, uh, you know, in these studies, they're um, hard to pronounce. That you don't come across them a lot. So, excuse me if I butchered some of these pronunciations. Um, going next into the science here, surface oxidation involves the chemis or the chemical adsorption of atmospheric oxygen to the carbon, and the further reaction of the surface oxidizes that chemically to react with other substances that are oxidized. The surface of activated carbon has an electrical double layer. All right. So let's get into more of the science that proves that it works with poisons. Okay. <clears throat> In a study in 1986, activated charcoal they found effectively absorbed pesticides, environmental hydrocarbons, pharmaceutical agents, mycotoxins, phytotoxins, feed additives, antibacterials, and most bacterial toxins. Okay, when you take an antibacteria, most people don't understand, you know, things such as penicillin, you're taking actually the, a mold along with its mycotoxins. So if you're taking an antibacterial, it's gonna have these toxins in it. So that's why people who take antibiotics, they might get better quicker, um, but over the long term, they become sicker from the repeated use of these antibacterials and then the buildup of the mycotoxins in their blood because they're essentially taking a fungi. And a lot of people I have found that have a co-infection, for example, with Lyme, they're told to take these antibiotics as they treat for mold toxicity, and they're really, I believe, setting themselves up for failure because of taking these antibiotics when they do have a mold toxicity issue. Um, that's another podcast I'll talk about in the future. But I believe activated charcoal would help these people a lot. Activated charcoal is useful in the removal of E. coli organism and toxin both in vitro and in vivo. <clears throat> And in 2001, a study reported significant reductions in E. coli concentrations on feeding, um, basically five milligrams of activated charcoal uh, to people. Initial concentration was reduced below detectable levels with 10 grams. <clears throat> okay, so let's get into the science that a lot of you are interested in, you know, as far as the mold and what activated charcoal does to remove mold and mycotoxins from the body and the GI tract. A USDA article states that activated charcoal is given to animals as a high-priority livestock medication who eat toxins such as moldy food and toxic plants so that they are isolated in the gut, passed through the intestine without being absorbed. Commonly used with all mammal livestock, especially dogs who tend to eat nasty things. So if you have an animal or a dog that might be having mold issues, um, they're having a lot of diarrhea, um, they eat some type of toxic grass, you know, whatever it might be, um, activated charcoal works on them as well. It is a therapeutic treatment used on a, 
as-needed basis, usually kept on hand and administered by the farmer upon a vet's recommendation. Typical usage situ- um, typical usage situations include suspect- suspected ingestion of toxic plants and the control of diarrhea caused by moldy silage. All right, so here are some of the toxins that have been proven um, by scientists to be removed. Aflatoxin B1, B2, G1, G2, M1, and M2 are all mycotoxins produced by Aspergillus flavus and Aspergillus parasiticus which can be found both indoors and outdoors. Actually, that's one of the most common molds that I find as a mold inspector in, here in San Diego County, California, is Aspergillus, and it has a lot of toxins. Um, Stachybotrys is considered a, a black mold, and also Aspergillus because it can cause a whole host of diseases and even cancer. Um, science has proved aflatoxins are one of the most carcinogenic substances known to humankind. So that means that the toxins from aspergillus cause cancer. Okay, so this is a proven fact. Um, In another podcast, I will show you and do a deep dive into aspergillus and the aflatoxins and how it's related to cancer. Aspergillus is also one of the most common molds that regularly contaminate human food and also buildings, as I had said. So this is, again, one of the most common molds that uh, regularly contaminate human food. And that's another thing that people need to keep an eye on is the food that they're eating. You know, eat clean food, organic, fresh, as much as possible, and try not to eat out. It is also one of the most common molds that wreaks havoc on the human health, causing many illnesses and diseases. Activated charcoal has been shown in studies to absorb adsorb aflatoxin B1 in an efficient manner in vitro at a neutral pH. One milligram of aflatoxin was absorbed by 100 milligrams of activated charcoal. The complex appeared to be quite stable. Destruction of the aflatoxin by alkaline alkaline conditions was confirmed. And a large measure of destruction was also noticed at acid pH. Implications of the absorption phenomenon include prevention and systemic absorption. Okay, so basically, in a nutshell, they found that the activated charcoal, when given, will absorb adsorb the aflatoxin. Um, it aids in the destruction of the aflatoxin by alkal- alkaline conditions. So activated charcoal actually helps um, re-pH, neutralize your pH in your, in your GI tract. So that's one of the reasons it works. Um, biochemical and molecular genetic studies on the protective role of activated charcoal against aflatoxin by induced genotoxicity in mice. The ability of dietary activated charcoal in reducing the detrimental effects of aflatoxin B1, also known as AFB1, in mice diets was evaluated in a 2014 study. Researchers had shown that the addition of activated charcoal to AF, which is aflatoxins, contaminated diet led to the improvement in biochemical and genetic parameters that were adverse by AFB1 alone in male and female mice. Biochemical analysis revealed that the activated charcoal treatment decreased the elevation of ALT, AST, uric acid, creatine, and MDA levels, as well as increased the TLC and RBC counts and the HB concentration. Some of these words, um, you know, again, they're written by doctors and from a study. I don't know 
I try not to get caught up in the minutia and, and what everything means. I just know that it works really well, and I, I'm actually reading from some of the science. Again, I'm not a doctor. Um, go verify for yourself. But this is one of the things that I used. I'm, I'm not a doctor, and that has been used for the last 3,500 years. And I try to basically learn from all the doctors and take what I can for my family so I don't have to spend a lot of money on doctors all the time on prescriptions. So that's one of the ideas of, of taking something natural like activated charcoal. So in all cases, the treatment with high-level activated charcoal was more effective for the the reduction of the adverse effects of uh, aflatoxins than the treatment with low level um, with a low level of such absorbent. Also, the activated charcoal treatment diminished the damage of genomic DNA. All right, so it reduces DNA damage from mycotoxins, guys, and uh, I believe that this is a huge, huge game changer for a lot of people. If you look into CSM, chloromysterine, you do not find these type of studies. There's not enough data to go back to see if it's working as great as activated charcoal. So that's one of the criticisms I have for it. And then also, um, it didn't work for my family. So I suggest if you are trying CSM, that you do look into something else, a different binder such as activated charcoal. So... In conclusion, the present study proved that activated charcoal application can be used to protect the animal species against genotoxicity of aflatoxin B1. The protection degree of AC is probably related to its concentration ratio. So basically what they had said that activated charcoal protected the animals against their genes, their DNA, from being damaged by aflatoxins from aspergillus. So... <clears throat> Here's another study in, uh, where mice were injected with a mold mycotoxin known as T2 triothicine. This is the one found in um, Stachybotrys, uh, Fusarium. Um, so these are also dangerous. The researchers have found that mice who did not receive charcoal after the injections of the mycotoxins only showed about a 6% survival after 72 hours. Okay, so out of 100 mice, only six survived. 94 died within 72 hours after being injected by the mycotoxins. Okay, so the charcoal treatment either immediately or one hour after toxin exposure resulted in significant improvement in survival with values of 100% and 75%. Okay, so these animals were administered, injected with mycotoxins, okay? And then they were given it uh, activated charcoal, and then they basically survived about, what, what is it, 100 to 75%. So the other mice had a 6% survival rate with get, getting nothing. So that shows you how important a binder is, all right, such as activated charcoal. In 1988 study, oral activated charcoal in the treatment of intoxications, um, a role of single or repeated doses, had shown that this property can be applied to prevent the GI tract absorption of various drugs and toxins and increase their elimination even after systematic absorption, okay? So what that means is basically a 1988 study had found that when you take activated charcoal, it's not only going to work on your GI tract and absorbing, it's also going to work on systematic absorption, okay? 
meaning that even though the toxins were released into your blood, activated charcoal, for some reason, can scour the body and get rid of these toxins. And I'm assuming it's done through the GI tract because a lot of blood flow goes through there. Single doses of oral activated charcoal effectively prevent the GI tract absorption of most drugs and toxins present in the stomach at the time of charcoal administration. The researchers concluded that activated charcoal is more effective than gastric emptying. So basically, if you get poison, mycotoxins, anything in your stomach, and they were to pump your stomach, it's actually better to get take activated charcoal. And who wants to get their stomach pumped, right? So again, a more important science, you know, and again, you can go to MoldSafe Solutions and look for this article and uh, the podcast. I'll have links to the science, right? Um, there's a lot of people out there that claim that activated charcoal actually absorbs adsorbs a lot of your nutrients, vitamins, and minerals, all right? I actually found some science that proves otherwise, and I want to look more into this because I'm still taking activated charcoal on a regular basis. My kids are taking it. feel like we're not having any issues with vitamins or minerals right now. Take it about anywhere from three to four days a week to supplement what we're doing. So the um, study where they found activated charcoal did not remove or interfere with nutrient and mineral absorption was a study um, according to the British Dietetic Association. And a spokesperson from that association, Elaine Allerton, had said, through absorption of toxins, activated charcoal is a natural gut cleanser. Nutrients, vitamins, and minerals are either too large or don't bond with charcoal. All right, and then I found some more information um, from a book, a 1980 book, Activated Charcoal by David O. Cooney. All right, and here's his statement. Charcoal added to the diet of sheep for six months did not cause a loss of nutrients as compared with sheep not receiving charcoal. A level of 5% of the total diet was given as charcoal. It did not affect the blood or urinary levels of calcium, copper, iron, magnesium, inorganic phosphorus, potassium, sodium, zinc, creatine, uric acid, urea, nitrogen, alkaline phosphate, total protein, or urine pH. So I'm looking for more studies that go into that. Um, there seems to be not a lot of information. Uh, usually the recommendation to make sure that you do not take any um, minerals and vitamins out of the blood in case some of this information is not 100% correct is to take it about an hour and a half, two hours after you eat. That way, your food, your vitamins, and your minerals absorb through your GI tract into your blood, and then you could take the charcoal later. So if you're worried about that, you might want to wait um, after eating or taking vitamins to take activated charcoal. So I also found studies where activated charcoal removes toxins from the blood. So some people claim that activated charcoal only removes toxins, gases, and other harmful substances from the digestive tract. And I found that's not true. It's actually a blood purifier and is used to purify or to filter toxins from the bloods due to poisoning and in the liver and kidney diseases. So basically the inner linings of your small intestines are covered with millions of small villi, tiny appendages that absorb nutrients into the blood circulatory system which cycles completely throughout the body at an average rate of once every minute. Through more 
though more with exercise and less with rest. So the more you exercise, the more blood flow you'll have, and the less, um, you know, the more you rest, the less blood flow you're going to have. After the abundant tiny villi get coated with activated charcoal, within a few minutes, blood cycles through them, off enough for the charcoal to absorb many toxins from the recycled blood. So in that effect, that's how it acts as a blood purifier. So it basically, after you take the activated charcoal, studies have shown that the tiny villi in your GI tract and your stomach get coated with activated charcoal, almost like a HEPA filter. And within a few minutes, the blood cycles through them, as it always does, and then enough for the charcoal to absorb many of the toxins in the recycled blood. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, in one study that was reported in the British Journal Lancet on patients with high cholesterol, eight grams of activated charcoal taken three times a day lowered their total cholesterol by 25%. You know, and that's what CSM, chloromystrine, it's, uh, was originally invented to help with cholesterol and lower cholesterol. So here's actually studies showing that activated charcoal does the same thing without the side effects, all right? Um, they found in that same study that microscopic tissue examination studies have shown that a daily dose of activated charcoal may prevent sclerotic changes in the heart and coronary blood vessels. So sounds like it removes some of those, those fatty globulates from the blood. A 2010 study had shown that oral activated charcoal plus low-protein diet as a new alternative for handling the old end-stage renal disease patients, so that's kidney disease. They studied nine very old patients who did not agree with starting chronic dialysis, um, so they didn't want to go on, um, they were old, they didn't want to go on dialysis treatments, and they were put on a low-protein diet, oral activated charcoal, to reduce serum, urea, and creatine levels in the blood. After 10 months of treatment, a significant decrease in blood urea and creatine levels were observed, and none of them required emergency dialysis during that time. So none of them, they were at end-stage kidney disease, very old. Um, most people are put on dialysis, and they were instead given 10 months of activated charcoal. Um, everything dropped in their blood, and none of them required any emergency dialysis during that time. So it's, it's really, really interesting. I um, don't want to go too much into um, all of the science. Um, let me see here. A 2010 study titled Intravenous Lipid Emulsions Combine Extracorporeal Blood Purification as a Normal Therapeutic Strategy for se Severe Organophosphate Poisoning. All right, so again, another study that had shown that it helps purify the blood um, from various poisons and so forth. All right, so what dosage should you take? What type of activated charcoal? You know, I get those type of questions all the time. Um, I found I, I've been given activated charcoal to my family. Um, my son, uh, my youngest son, who's actually four now, we started giving to him about one years old. If he ever had issues, diarrhea or anything, we gave him a little bit of activated charcoal. And what I found, it's, you know, if you're an adult, you take more. And then if you're a teenager, you take a little bit less. And then if you're a baby, you take a lot less. So, you know, usually two to three doses a day um, should be fine. You should probably take it after you eat, as I mentioned, maybe an hour or two. Uh, before you take it, just in case if it doesn't interfere with um, vitamin or mineral absorption, 
Um, they have it either in the capsule form. Uh, so those are pretty much already measured for you. Uh, you could buy them again in the, the capsule form. I like organic activated charcoal. Uh, I feel that it's um, better taken care of. I like the coconut activated charcoal. Sometimes you get it and it seems not to be as activated um, than other batches I've found as well. Um, but I do not get the capsules anymore because it's just too expensive. I buy it in bulk. I'm usually in a like a one pound pack. Um, and that thing will last you a, a good year for like 20 bucks or $30. You can go on Amazon. And I typically take, take and my wife a teaspoon with water, uh, filtered reverse osmosis water. Uh, we'll put a teaspoon. Um, the kids will put a little over half a teaspoon. And um, it's not like a small teaspoon. It's kind of a heaping teaspoon, not like huge heaping. And then for our youngest son, uh, we give him about, I'd say, a third or a quarter of a teaspoon. Uh, I have noticed that if, you know, my youngest son gets it too much or he takes too much, he might have some problems um, going number two, um, meaning he'll get a little constipated. So... Um, just watch it on the on the younger guys. I found, as far as I'm concerned, I actually do better with it. I feel better. Um, I actually uh, pass, uh, go to the bathroom more. It seems to be taking things out of me. Uh, if you have any type of problem with drinking, you know, in the past, I've you know, to be honest with you guys, I've had my love for beer and, and drinking, and that is actually fungi juice. It's mold juice, right? And a lot of people who are depressed or who go through a lot of stress sometimes turn to alcohol. And you're literally drinking mold and mycotoxins um, in alcohol, whether it's beer, whether it's wine, whether it's whiskey, whether it's tequila, whatever your drink of choice is. So take activated charcoal. If you, you do drink, that will definitely help to get the um, toxins out from your blood. You know, if you're taking any type of um, pharmaceuticals, this will also help getting rid of the toxins, you know, and it's important, you know, I, I quit drinking recently. It's important that if you want to get well, that you do not put any type of toxin in your blood. And if you're trying to um, detoxify from mold, do not drink because it's going to inhibit your recovery time. But if you must drink, take activated charcoal an hour or two after you do, and you'll see a huge difference in your health. And then hopefully over time, you'll want to stop it. So Hopefully this podcast, this video had helped some of you out there. Um, again, my name is Mo. This is the Mold Podcast. I am the founder of Mold Safe Solutions. We're a mold inspection and remediation company in Southern California. We also network with mold remediation and inspection firms across the country. So if you need any help and you're looking for an inspection or a good mold remediator, please give me a call at 760 818 6830. Again, that number is 760-818-6830. You could also visit my website at moldsafesolutions.com. For more information, I'm going to be updating the website regularly. I'm going to do a lot more of these podcasts and try to put out as much helpful content as I can. Thank you for listening again to the Mold Podcast, and best of luck to you.